0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we are going to talk about lucid dreaming. What is it? Why it could help you? And how you can do it? And as usual, I'm also giving away a free hypnosis guide. Stay tuned.
0: Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright.
1: What is up, people? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're, We have an interesting one today, which we'll get into very shortly, but I want to thank you for listening in. Um, I'm here at the podcast Detroit Northfield Studios. In the booth, as always, is Matt Fox.
0: Happy to be here. Thank yeah, you.
1: Absolutely. So let me tell you where you can find me. Uh, my website is Um, You can find the podcast page there. Uh, Podcast blog page are kind of put together, but you can see both of those things there and all the show notes from all of the podcasts. You can visit my store where we have lots of uh, fun and, and interesting and useful products for you. And you can also follow me on social media, on Facebook and YouTube at Motor City Hypnotist, at Twitter at Motor City Hypno, and also on Instagram, Motor City Hypno. And if you would like to contribute financially to the show, I also have a Patreon page set up under Motor City Hypnotist, and Patreon's a platform where you can just make a small monthly donation and just get um, extras. That that's what I like to call them. Um, you know, even at the lowest level, um, you know, you can get a t-shirt, a mug. Actually, I have my for those of you on video, you can see I have. Look a at Motor that City sexy Hypnosis shirt. T-shirt. That's on. a
0: sexy shirt. This
1: could be yours <laughs> if if you if you help me on Patreon, you get one of these, and then and then you can show off the show as well. So that that helps as well. So yeah, if you can consider contributing financially i'd greatly appreciate it find me on patreon and at motor city hypnotist and again as i do with every episode i always give away my free hypnosis guide and the link to that download will be in the show notes as well and one of the most important things is wherever you're listening where whether it's itunes spotify wherever it is um it'd be great if you could just subscribe to the show and also leave a review um we like to see comments and and um and, and look at the reviews, and, and, you know, I want to make this show for you. So let me know what you want to hear about, and that's something we can work in. That would be fantastic. And also, please join me each week as I co-host the Psyched by MG podcast with my friend Mary Grace, where we also cover a lot of mental health issues. And in fact, if you're here, it will be on Facebook Live at about 6.30 this evening, if you're following on Facebook Live right now interesting i'll plug that show quickly we're going to be talking to an expert who's written a book on the hookup culture for Mm. young people i have an 18 year old so this is going to scare me to death (laughs) yeah i i'm I'm just it's it's these times i'm glad i have a boy and not a girl you know Uh, having (laughs) having three daughters uh, i feel i i yeah i'm right there with you (laughs) that would be tough yeah so this episode of the motor city hypnotist podcast is brought to you by banner season Online marketing is saturated and people are rarely open their emails. Are you in sales or does your business market to... I'm going to read this again (laughs) and mess it up again. Are you in sales or does your business market to customers? How do you connect with family, friends, and clients? Banner Season takes your marketing into the real world by delivering kindness and thoughtfulness directly to your clients physically. Imagine the excitement of your family, friends, and customers as they receive personalized cards and gifts in their mailboxes. Go to BannerSeason.com forward slash fantastic and begin today to express kindness and make connections with others. Again, that's BannerSeason.com forward slash fantastic fantastic and again disclaimer i am an affiliate for the service uh, doesn't cost you anymore but i do get a little cut so just wanted to put that out there so i'm totally transparent i i, I messed that read up and and i actually maybe i messed it up on on purpose just so i can play
0: we'll do it live Fuck it. <laughs> do it live i can go write it and we'll do it live <laughs>
1: fucking thing! I've never been that upset. and Hopefully I won't be with any type of a read here, Uh, although it might be interesting for you to hear and watch, but yeah, probably won't happen. So again, thanks for being on the episode and we always start out our episodes with...
0: Is
1: it is done. winner of the week time. All right. Actually, there, the, this week there are two winners because they were together. So the winners of the week are Zach Regan. I think it's spelled Regan, R-E-G-A-N. It's either Regan or Regan. And Maddie Johnson. Hmm. So I'll, I'll just quickly read the story. Two friends were out on a surfing trip when they saved a dog stuck in a sea cliff cave. On August 1st, I know it's a little bit bit past, but Zach Regan and Maddie Johnson were off on an overnight adventure on Vancouver Island's remote West coast Hmm. with everything they needed to go surfing, fishing. It was set up to be a great trip. They were out in their small aluminum boat when out of the corner of his eye, Maddie saw the brown legs of an animal in a cave. It was too small to be a bear or a wolf. I guess that's a good thing. I want to be paddling over to a bear. (laughs) It was a starving, cold, terrified dog. Um, we were trying to beat an upcoming storm, but we made the decision to save the dog, Maddie Johnson tells GNN. That's the reporting agency. The pair's rescue mission was on. It involved a wetsuit, a surfboard, a lasso, almost being bitten in the face, a reef, big waves, and awesome teamwork. Wow. Once the dog, Stella, was safely in their boat, they snuggled her in a bag to keep her warm. Then once on dry land in Canada again, they began their search for the owner. Maddie said there were great vibes all around when the owners, long since consigned to the death of their dog, got word that she was safe. How, how, how long do you think this dog was gone? Uh,
0: well, for one, I just had to say, as the owners were walking down the beach looking for the dog, what were they yelling?
1: Stella! Stella <laughs> <All> right, <so.
0: laughs> I,
1: I thought the same thing,
0: Matt. Um, yeah. I would say they, the dog was probably missing, I would say, a week.
1: Three months. Holy! All right. Three months missing. So she survived like Tom Hanks did in Castaway. Uh, apparently. Yeah. They, the, last, the last word of the story is the, or the last sentence of the story, last couple of sentences, the owners were amazed to see their pet again. They thought they'd lost their dog forever when they became separated on the wild Juan de Fuco trail three months prior. Wow. So, they, were they visiting the the trail, or where are they from? That, that's a good question. They don't they don't go into a lot of details. I do okay. have the uh the, the link to this story will be on the show notes if if, if listeners want to look that up. But but it's a great story. These yeah. these two cats are just out surfing, you know, have fishing, doing whatever, and Dude. <laughs> they found this dog in a cave. And, and I'm just wondering, what did the dog survive on for three months? Jellyfish. I, I mean, fi- you know, crabs. You know, <laughs> and 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 surprising that it wasn't you know. Uh, you know dive die from um, hypothermia or right. just you know I, does, it's just amazing i just was it
0: was it wet for 3 months
1: was it they had a picture yeah. of the dog it was kind of a i'm going to say it was a medium size, kind of a terrier type dog so huh. it wasn't like it was like a you know big tough dog right, you know right, right. <laughs> although i can, who knows maybe this is a really he must have been a tough dog to last for 3 right. months So, anyway, it was a
0: bigger dog when it first got lost. It could have been. It
1: was probably much smaller. (laughs) So, to Zach Regan and Maddie Johnson, you are our winners of the week. Thanks, fellas. That's how winning is done. That is how winning is done. So, let's get on to our subject. We're talking today about lucid dreaming. Now, I, I may even say that term, and many of you out there might think, well, what the heck is that? I don't even know what that means. From what – when when we talked about
0: this um, last episode, mm-hmm. you had talked about how it, you have
1: control. Right. Right? It, at times. At times. Okay.
0: That, see, that's what I think when you say lucid dreaming. Right. That's where my brain goes.
1: So, you have control. So, so let's let's just tap into dreams for a minute because dreams occur when you're in the REM stage of sleep. That's when you're deepest asleep. Okay. And that's when your subconscious mind is the most active during the night. Hmm. And we all know our subconscious minds are are really screwed up.
0: That's that's <laughs> why
1: people have, that's why dreams are sometimes so bizarre. You don't know me out there. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me some of your dreams, Matt. We'll we'll find out. <laughs> But because, because your subconscious is active, it, it can pull these random connections and just put things together. And that, that's why dreams are so bizarre sometimes mm-hmm. because there's no order to it when you're sleeping. It's just these random thoughts popping in and, and making this dream. So if you've ever had a dream where you realize you're dreaming, in the dream, you come to the realization, oh, my God, I'm in a dream. That's what lucid dreaming is. Oh. it's the awareness that you're dreaming. Okay. While you're in the dream. Okay.
0: All right. That makes that that makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense now.
1: Okay. Now, it's the the awareness is there, and and for 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 people who have experienced this, and I'm going to go into a lot of other lot of, of, of deeper detail into this, but it's 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 kind of a crazy thing because you're like, wow, I I'm. I realize I'm in a dream right now that mm-hmm. I'm sleeping and I'm in a dream. It's just that, that awareness. Hmm. And that can be kind of freaking in of itself. And I know just uh, a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about uh, movies about dreams yes. and inception was one of those movies. Yes. And there's a quote from there that I pulled out. Um, uh, I I can't remember. Um, um, uh, I can't remember the character's name, the main character uh, in inception. Oh, uh, that uh, Leo played? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, He said, he says, this is the quote. Well, dreams, they feel real. We're, well, I'll start again. <laughs> Going to mess up the read. <clears throat> well, dreams, they feel real while we're in them, right? It's only when we wake up that we realize that something was actually strange. Ah. He, he, uh, what point did he say that in the movie, though? I think it, I think, and and I'm just going to be guessing here. I think it was when he was explaining to Ellen Page, Ellen Page, okay. how things worked, and when when he was introducing her to, okay. to this dream state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so really, because when you're in a dream and you don't know you're dreaming, and that's and that's again, we'll go we'll get into nightmares in a little bit, but okay, it, it's it's your subconscious mind is just being active. It can be random things. It can be very crazy. But if you're not aware that you're dreaming. At the time, you your mind feels like it's real because that's what you're experiencing. Got it okay So we're gonna go back. the very first record of lucid dreaming appears in the treatise on dreams written by ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle. Hmm. In it he describes an instance of self-awareness during his dream state, which again, I, I'm sure as long as humans have been on earth, they've had these experiences. Hmm. So again, when you sleep, your brain cycles through rapid eye movement REM sleep and non-REM sleep. In REM sleep, your brain is extremely active, your heart rate and your eye movements also increase. Increases. And again, lucid dreaming occurs during REM sleep state. In that lucid dream, you know that you're dreaming, you know you're dreaming, you're aware of you're just aware that it's a dream. And in a study done by healthline.com, About 55% of people have experienced one or more lucid dreams in their lifetime. However, frequent lucid dreaming is rare. Only 23% of people have lucid dreams at least once a month. In another study done in the late 60s, uh, volunteers were observed in a sleep lab, and they were asked to give a signal when they were lucid dreaming. Okay. So so picture this. They're in a sleep lab. Yeah. And, and I have, uh, I pulled this from a book that I had. I, I, I did, a, I, I did a, a, uh, an assignment during grad, my grad work on lucid dreaming. And there was this, my go-to book on this and I, I should have brought it and I totally forgot to bring it. But they talk about this study. So they have people in a sleep lab. They have them hooked up, you know, like you would when you're going for a sleep study in a lab. Right. Um, but they had them hooked up to an EEG, which monitors brain activity. Right. So they told them, when you realize that you're dreaming, when you become aware, when you start lucid dreaming, in the dream, squint your eyes really hard two times in a row. And the EEG showed two spikes on the people who were able to, to get to that lucid state and wow. give that signal. Okay, then. Yeah, it's bizarre. That's, that is very bizarre. Yeah, it is. it so, is. So, again, they were aware in the dream that they were sending a signal and <laughs> – their brainwave showed that signal on the EEG. (laughs) uh, (laughs) What the hell kind of inception are we talking about here? We're getting getting into it. We're getting into assumption again. (laughs) What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And and again, anyone who's experienced this, it really is kind of a, it can be a cool thing. Now you might ask, well, why would I want a lucid dream? And and that might be a, that might be a good question. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um,
0: can I try it's, it really quick?
1: So there are some benefits to lucid dream lucid dreaming that include, and I'm just gonna highlight a couple of things, decreasing nightmares, because when you're aware you're in a dream, you you can take control of it. And we're gonna get to that in a minute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh reducing anxiety and stress, including phobias, such as fear of heights or spiders, because you can what I like to say is once you're aware it's a dream, it's kind of like rehearsal for life. Mm. You could do whatever you want. Right. You could you could walk right up to a like the edge of a cliff and know that you're safe because you know you're in a dream. right. So you can work through a lot of these anxieties and fears. and once you know you're in control of it, it, it can't there, there's nothing that should be a nightmare that could scare you because you're you now are aware that you're in a dream. Mm-hmm. With practice, over time, you can start taking control of the dream.
0: That's where my see. That's where my brain was going. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think of when lucid dreaming control. But it's the awareness. The that awareness you're it. has to
1: come first, right?
0: And then you practice at it to yes. then possibly gain that control, right?
1: Ah. so and and that's the why. And and let me give you a, a couple of, of um, physiological things that happen when you think about doing something. And I'll use athletes as a good example, just because they that that's an easiest one to understand. Fair. So. Let's, I'll use baseball since I like baseball, you know, and, and athletes visualize being at bat, visualize a pitcher throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. They go through all that visualization process. And when you think about it, when you visualize it, it actually activates the connections between your mind and the muscles that mm-hmm. you use to do those things. Right. So, so you're making a mental connection to your muscles when you actually even think about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that when you do it, it becomes more automatic muscle memory, muscle memory. Yeah. Right? Tiger woods, yep. Phil McClison, mm-hmm. they,
0: they envision what they're yes. trying to well, do. Well, and
1: it's yeah. interesting because there's a list of, there's a long list of athletes that we, we, that'll probably be good for an episode. Athletes who have used hypnosis to improve their, oh, their yeah, performance. Absolutely. yeah. Tiger woods is one of them. Ah. Yeah. 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 And, and that's, so think about it. If you can, in a dream, take whatever scenario you're having difficulty with in your waking state, and work through it again it's like a rehearsal it's like it's like a um it's like an exhibition game Mm -hmm. you can just try whatever and see what works and what feels good so for therapeutic reasons i i i for clients who are able to do this i i've i've always suggested to clients you know if you could lucid dream you know have that conversation with your mother that you've been dreading (laughs) having for 10 years or (laughs) or you know um, you know if you have if you if you're if somebody's going through grief talk to a loved one that right. you've lost and and work out those feelings and and it sound it does sound a little bit far out there um but but it really is your the the whole purpose of this podcast and my and my approach as I do therapy and hypnosis with people is to change your thinking so this is a another tool that you can use to just change your thinking in a safe environment without any risk, really. So so it's um it, it really is. I call it a rehearsal for something that you're having difficulty with in real life. The other benefit that it could have is that it can enhance your creativity. Um maybe you're a musician, maybe you're a writer, um you know, maybe you're um you know Right movies, whatever it is. Right, right. I mean, you could. It, it's it's like a it's like a, it's like a playground for your imagination that you can just try whatever you want to try or see or or without make, the
0: hallucinogenics.
1: Yeah, yeah, right? yeah without <laughs> without doing acid. Yeah, exactly.
0: What in blazes are you talking about? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Yeah, I know, I know. It's
1: crazy. So that's the why. It can be a very therapeutic thing, and honestly. I've I've been able to do this, and, and it comes in waves. It's like anything else. The more you practice, and I'm going to give you some tips in a moment, but the more you can practice doing it, the better and more often it's going to happen for you. And and I've I've had my periods in my life where I've been able to kind of do it kind of consistently. Um, and I'm going to say it probably hasn't happened to me in at least a few months mm. where I've had a lucid dream. And we're going to get into specific things you can do to to make it more likely that you're gonna lose a dream. Now I can never guarantee it of course. Right. Um but some of these things wait a
0: minute. This could be some kind of scam or possibly scam
1: over <laughs> but that there are things you can do to make it more likely that you can lose a dream. So let me go through some of those things. One is get more deep REM sleep. If if you're if you're a light sleeper and you sleep only three hours at a time, two hours at a time, and you never get to that deep REM state. It, it's not likely. You have to be in that deep state, and, and your body and mind has to be used to being in that deep state because that's, that's when you dream. And contrary to beliefs, a lot of people say, why well, don't dream? Everybody dreams every night. It, it's, a, it, it's a fact. Yeah. It's just that you don't remember them. Because for some reason or another, if you're not it, – it's sometimes when you're in that deep REM sleep and when you come out of it, your memory just is gone so quick you just can't think of it after it's gone.
0: I can't remember a dream and to mm-hmm. save my life. Maybe one or two when I was super young. But right. these days I wake up, mm-hmm. I forget any, anything I dreamt about.
1: Well, and that's, and that's very common for people who have very active minds. And I say that like when you wake up, automatically you're thinking of something right. like your day or work or you have to do this coffee (laughs) but there are yeah but there are things that you can do get more REM sleep and and let me tell you how to do that um get more REM sleep but there there are other tricks you can do to kind of set your mind up to experience lucid dreaming one is to keep a dream journal like write down whatever you remember whatever it is Mm. even if it's just fragments even if you even if part of it is yeah i was in a car driving in a place i didn't know and um, you know, my dog was driving i don't know it could be something crazy like that right you know um, but but whatever it is, even if it's just fragments, just write it down because what you're gonna do is you're gonna train your mind to remember because okay. as you as you start to recall these these even fragments of dreams, the more you write them down, the more you focus on them, the better you get at remember them, remembering them hmm. so yeah, like a dream journal or or just notes after you wake up. And again, writing it down forces you to recall them, and that's going to just train you to do it better later. Um, one one thing, if you find yourself in a dream, is to practice reality testing. And, and again, this is this is going to sound pretty. Uh, this all sounds a little bit crazy, but but believe me, it's it's really it's really amazing when you can do it. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cool, I guess. So. Reality testing, what that means is that your level of consciousness is similar when you're awake and dreaming. So by increasing your awareness during your waking state, you can enhance your awareness when you're dreaming. So we're sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. Matt and I are sitting here in this, in this uh, studio. I'm it's doing a podcast. amazing studios, yeah. yeah. And in my head, I just say to myself, hmm, am I, am I awake right now or am I dreaming? Just asking that question. Okay. And doing that. Numerous times a day, Hmm. just, just to get your mind in the habit of checking what your reality is. Okay. And the more you ask that question to yourself, the more you evaluate your surroundings, you'll end up doing that when you're in a dream. So, okay. You're kind of like
0: retraining the neurons in -hmm. your brain to uh, recognize. To, To
1: act when you're asleep. Yeah. So if you do that reality check at some point when you're in a dream, you will ask yourself that same question: Am I in, an, in a dream or am I awake? Huh? And then we look for signs. And and this again, anybody, everybody's had dreams. People, we we know things are crazy in dreams. Yeah. You know, if you're, like I said, if you see your dog driving a car, you, you're automatically you're going to think this isn't real. Right. I know I'm dreaming because my dog can't drive <laughs> yet. <laughs> <laughs> The piece of crap, it doesn't work. <laughs> well, I think you might. Who knows? But but when you look for things like that, like these, these, what I want to call them, just like like these, these clues that things aren't real, mm-hmm. or these clues that things aren't right. And there are a couple of other facts that come from from that book that I referenced earlier. It's it's almost impossible to read when you're dreaming in the dream. Okay. It's very if if you if you look at a clock or or a watch in a dream mm-hmm. you can rarely tell what time it is huh. like you can't focus on those details i didn't know that mhm and the other thing to do is that if you ever find yourself i don't know if you've ever found yourself in a dream and again when you're lucid dreaming you're aware it's a dream but you don't want to lose it you know how you're sometimes you're in a dream that just ends it's just right. and again Most dreams only last about a minute or two at most. So you probably have 20, 30, 40 dreams a night. You just, like I said, you don't recall most of them, but in order to stay grounded in a dream where, you know, you're dreaming, it helps to look down at your feet. Okay. That's another thing they found in the study they did back in the sixties that in order to, to kind of keep people in that lucid state was to ground yourself. And the best way to do that is to look at your feet. Huh? In your dream? See, I. This is one of the things I really enjoy
0: about your your show, Dave. <laughs> is that I, I I I have learned so much over the past sixteen episodes uh of the Motor City Hypnotist. Right. That this is just blowing my mind. Oh, I know. Lack of,
1: <gasps> Oh, great Odin's raven. Honestly, <laughs> I know, it's, and it does sound really wild. Yeah. So. But but, for listeners out there it's really this is really a cool thing if you if you're if you're able to train yourself to do this, it can be fun because what you can do at some point, the more practice you get at this and better you get at it. Now you can start taking control of your environment in your dream because once you know you're dreaming, now you have part of your subconscious and your conscious mind working together, and you can make yourself fly if you want to right or talk to anybody you want or change the scenario or whatever, whatever you'd want to do, you now have some control over it. Mm -hmm. And that really is, and it all comes back to the therapeutic part of it is that just think about how much, how many things you could work out in your dreams that, that you that you're so anxious and worried about in real life. Mm -hmm. And it's a, and it's a safe place. Nobody's going to get pissed at you. Nobody's going to punch you in the face. Right. Well, maybe in the dream, but hmm. but it won't be real. And if you know you're in a dream, you don't care anyway. Right. Depends on what you're doing to get punched in the face. Well, too. that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it could be that. So now I do want to lay out this disclaimer quickly. If you happen to suffer from any serious mental health conditions, such as schizophrenia or any type of delusional disorders... Mm. I, I'm not saying it, I, I'm not saying it could be dangerous, but but it, it's just I, I would recommend talking to a doctor before you before you attempt this. Mm. And again, overall, I think it's probably totally safe. But just as a disclaimer, if if you're sometimes delusional in your waking state and, and it, it just could it might cause some issues for you. Mm.
0: It's a good disclaimer, you know, and just be safe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I want people to do is Mm -hmm. be safe and just, you know, yeah, just, just not get yourself into a situation where you're, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking more than you should be if you're trying not to. Right. Right. Now I know this all sounds, it does. It sounds like a movie. It sounds kind of like inception, like, oh, this is crazy. You can go in, you know, you're dreaming, but, but if you use this right, it can be very beneficial for addressing a lot of the things I mentioned earlier. So I know, um, we're close to being done for this episode, but I know in last uh, the last episode or a couple of times ago, um, I'm going to put in the hypnosis for insomnia link in this show notes for this episode. Um, because again, I know people probably thinking, well, geez, I, I have a hard time sleeping anyway, how I'm not even going to get to the point of dreaming. But if you if you pick up my hypnosis for insomnia, let, let's take it one step at a time. Let's get you sleeping well every night. Mm-hmm. And then we can kind of focus on getting into the, into the uh, strategies of trying to lucid dream right and if and if you have any any questions or anything or or even if you want to check on me on uh, check in with me on social media um tell me if you've had lucid dreams tell me if if you have something that you do that that works for you that makes it happen um you know i won't uh i won't shoot down things no no! Don't shut me up! <laughs> yeah, I won't shut you up. But it'd be interesting to see what other people do and how, what, their, what their strategies are for this. Because I know there's, there's a lot of people that are able to lucid dream you know, pretty much consistently, and they've gotten to that point. Great. So that's something I'm going to remind myself to try to practice more, even. Because, I, I, I like I said, it comes in waves for me. If I'm really thinking about it and focused on it, it's like anything else. Just like working out. Once it becomes a habit, it's a habit. Once you're out of it for a while, it's hard to get started. Got it. So that's it for this episode, people. Lucid dreaming. Uh, it's very fascinating. Um, and, and, again, it, it really is cool if you, can, if you can get there. So give it a try and, and let me know how you do. Keep following that white rabbit. Yep, yep follow the white rabbit. <laughs> and if your name is Neo, you get bonus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so our next episode, again, we're going to have a little bit of fun. Well, I don't know if it's fun we did a 10 top 10 movie countdown a while back, or we're going to do one next episode, top 10 movies that make men cry. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's a little bit, it's a little bit fun to do a countdown like that, but it's also, we're we're going to address emotions and how that plays into it. You you got a big shoulder. it's going to get cried yeah, on. Well, exactly. <laughs> that, that's fine. So yeah, come back next episode. We're going to talk about the top 10 movies that make men cry. Um, and believe me, we're, it's not going to be that serious. You don't have to cry while you're listening. We'll we'll have fun with it as well. So All right. everybody, thanks for checking in. Uh, look for me on the next episode. Change your thinking. Change your life. Laugh hard. Run fast. Be kind. I will see you soon.